Hey everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 26, where we are going to continue on with part two of our series on designing for WordPress. So uh, a lot of people have been enjoying this, I think, and, and it's useful to folks. And I've just, I've gotten some feedback to just saying, you know, slow down, do the whole, you know, show us everything. So I'm going to just take as much time as it takes here to do this up bright and say everything I want to say about designing for WordPress. So it's going to be at least a three-part series, but uh, this is part two where we're just going to get as far as we get and uh, and then cut her off. But um, let's just jump into where we were before. If you remember last time we basically installed WordPress and then we zeroed out the theme with that Starkers theme by Elliot J. Stocks. So, this is the back-end admin panel of WordPress, and there's some stuff we should do back here uh, before we start jumping in design a little bit. Uh, for one thing, I know I had you guys, I think we did this last time, just make sure that you have changed your username and your password as part of WordPress just to something uh, uh, more memorable and so that you just you don't want to get yourself locked out of WordPress I mean there's ways around it but just you know changing your password and and changing your username here if you're the admin you obviously you can't change it you might want to add a new one with your own username add a new user uh, users and then add a new user and add yourself and then get rid of admin maybe but uh, for now, I left it, but I just want to, you know, make sure that you know don't don't lose that password and get yourself locked out of WordPress. I've done it a bunch of times, and it's just annoying. So that's important. Uh, one of the big things is part of my design. I'm going to have all this is a personal homepage for myself. Remember, we're doing this. I'm doing this live right on ChrisCoyer.net. I'm going to have the static pages. Uh, WordPress supports both posts and pages, and posts are like the bloggy part of it. They they'll come across through the RSS feed, and they by default have you know all the commenting and stuff available. There's commenting on pages too, but then there's these pages which are meant for more static things that aren't part of the the timeline of a blog. Things like uh, that you might want to consider static, like a portfolio page, like I'm going to have in a resume page and a contact page and an about page. In fact, I'm going to have all of those. And I'd, I don't want them to be a part of the, the blog structure. I'd rather have them just be independent pages. So the way that you can do that, and I've, I've already done this, but just to save time, you, you can see you can go under the manage tab and man under manage pages and you can see that I've already created these four pages but if you're going to create a new one you can come under the right tab and then choose pages as well I want to write a page and just call it you know <clears throat> about uh, my hobbies or something uh, and your content here and then you'll see as it kind of auto saved for the first time you get this permalink permalink option in here and you can you know it auto makes one for you about dash my dash hobbies and you can hit edit and maybe you just want to call it hobbies or something and click save and then you so now you know what the link is going to be for this page so if i hit <clears throat> publish and go live with this page there's not going to be much to see, so we'll get to these pages later and, and what they're going to be look like. But that page and that content will be uh, available at chriscard.net slash hobbies. So uh, I've done that. I think we're going to get a little bit more to this later. There's a couple other things that I like to do in the back end of WordPress that let's just set up quick before we get started with the more designy stuff. Uh, there's a couple of plugins here. If you just at the top right, click onto the plugins tab. Um, WordPress comes with Akismet, which is a spam commenting filter that does a pretty good job. You'll need to activate that, and then you need a WordPress API key, and there's a link right in the comment text to go get your own. So activate that, go get your WordPress API key, and enter it in here, and it will protect your blog uh, from spam comments, and it does a pretty good job. And you will get spam comments on a WordPress blog. It just happens. It's very annoying. Who knows why, but Akismet does a pretty good job of, of filtering those out for you. But you, if you do turn it on, you may want to consider going under the comments tab and looking at stuff that it decides is spam once in a while, just in case 
it happens to grab some non-spam. And part of my design, ultimately in the comment section, is going to make use of gravatars, which are little tiny images for different people that, that follow them uh, from site to site. So I went ahead and grabbed that plugin, threw it in my plugins folder in my WordPress directory. I can go show you that later and activated that, and that was simple. I also like to, maybe I'll show you this quick in users, the, my, my final extension here is called the Quick Tag Extender that Benjamin Sterling helped me out with. I'm not sure that he's posted about that yet, uh, but I, sh I imagine he will in the future. I like to, under my users, one of the options is to turn off the visual text editor when you're writing. Not everybody likes to do this, but I like to, uh, by default, this is turned on, use visual editor when writing. So when you go to write a page above here where you're writing, instead of just these blocky buttons right here doing stuff, uh, uh, there's there's all kinds of options uh, for for doing stuff. And this, just these block when you turn it off, you just get these things, which are a way simplified version of it. I just like how I have control over the, the markup in a post like this. I can go title and grab this, and part of that quick tag extender was to give me this little H3 button, which is what I use for post titles. I just found that switch, you can switch to this view even if you have uh, uh, the visual editor on, but I find switching back and forth would, would screw up post formatting and it kind of took control over things I didn't like in a weird way. So I just like to turn it off, but there's certain things, uh, certain buttons that I wanted up here that I didn't have, and that's what that plugin provides. It gave, gives me some specialized buttons here, like my little spacer thing puts a empty paragraph in there with just a space in it in case you need spaces in a post. And, just gave me some extra buttons that I like up here. So there's a million plugins for WordPress. That's uh, one of the major reasons for using WordPress is you can extend its functionality in so many ways through plugins. So uh, plugins are cool. Um, one other thing I want to show you in the back end of WordPress is one of the things that I do when I set up a new WordPress blog is go under settings and then permalinks and change the by default it's this uh, it uses this like like post variable uh, to get to the different pages and they're just numbered and it's it's clean and it's small but it doesn't say a whole heck of a lot about the page that you're looking at and it's kind of nice when URLs are uh, uh, descriptive of the page you're looking at so I kind of like it when the title of the post is right in the URL and I don't even need all this datey stuff you know we're gonna put the date in the article itself so what I usually like to do is do a custom structure and just say put it at slash post name and and you, I guess you'll see what that looks like in a minute but I just think that's the cleanest URLs you can get as is using a custom structure and just adding the post name in there so uh, you may have to manually change your HD access file you might not have to I think the this latest version of of WordPress does a pretty good job at updating that for you so just click on the custom structure and we're done here so that's probably about all we're gonna do in the back end of WordPress today and the, the rest of it will kinda be hands-on and actually designing around this so remember where we left off was this totally stripped down design uh, that shows nothing you know it's got the title of the blog and the description of the blog and the first post and then just a bunch of uh, generic sidebar-y stuff and just no design whatsoever so let's go back into Coda and start looking at some code and how we're gonna design this up into uh, uh, actually we'll probably look at the design first so let's get started with that So here we are in Photoshop where I have mocked up the design that I'm going to be wanting my site to look like. So there's a few things I wanted to show you around in here too before we start uh, poking around with code and stuff. Uh, one of the things I want to mention that in this screencast I probably won't be jumping back to this Photoshop document to cut out the little pieces that we're going to need. I've already done a kind of two series on slicing up Photoshop documents for uh, uh for, for making into an HTML and CSS website. You can go back to those two series and look at that. I might jump over here once in a while, but for the most part, if I need an image, I might pop it open and show you what I have cut out, but I probably won't be manually doing that just to save. We have plenty of other stuff to do to not have to worry about that. So 
but it does help. Obviously, this is you should start designing. You know, either on paper with a sketch, which is definitely where this uh, uh, Volcan helped me out with a sketch for this design, and I kind of credit him for the for the idea for this whole project. Um, but you know getting this into photoshop where you have you know f you know full creative control over a canvas is definitely the place to start a design like this um uh, a few other things i want to mention about the design here is that it doesn't really to me in looking at this design doesn't really scream you know blog to me it it, it more screams a personal site you know it's just got my name up here and, and, and down here it starts to get Bloggier, and you can see that this is a blog entry. For, for the most part, this isn't. Uh, it just doesn't scream blog to me, and I think that's important. In that, in that, your uh, design doesn't need to be. You know, you should you should use a content management system like WordPress to your advantage to design the site that you want to design. Don't let it control you, and you know, give you a you know a few options to change colors or whatever. But you need to to stick with what it gives you. No, you know we're gonna we're gonna muscle WordPress into doing what we want it to use. You know I want it, I want to be able to write articles that have some of that easy updating content blog functionality and RSS feeds and that, but but I don't necessarily want it to just scream blog. So I feel like this design does a pretty good job of not doing that. Um, the other thing is that it's a couple things I want to point out is that I you know I followed a grid structure while I created this you know the main content area is 960 pixels wide which is a nice kind of hip number to use these days for getting some good width but not uh, too wide and then it breaks up into grids pretty nicely and things just line up to my guides that I set up so I see that in a lot of kind of amateur design work and I'm I'm a bit of an amateur myself I'm no uh, super pro here, but I'm just saying it, it just designs just kind of feel nicer if you uh, lay out some grids for yourself and have stuff lining up, you know, it just looks nicer, feels nicer. And I've also noticed I've used kind of a limited color palette here. I have kind of this dark gray, which I'm using in the header and the footer. Uh, that same dark gray exactly is used in the headers of these little sidebar chunks. And I've used a dark red, which is not only a link color, but the the, the the color of this nav bar and some light tans and stuff and I've just used those colors over and over and over where necessary so we have kind of a grid based structure and and limited colors and limited fonts as well you know I use some Georgia in here you know the big header font is is agenda and a lot of this body text is Arial and then uh, you know Georgia for emphasis where needed and so there's basically those three fonts going on and even that you know we could even pare it down but you know don't use 10 fonts on a page it's just a little too much so limited colors limited fonts grid based design there's just some fundamentals going on here that are kind of nice. So that's what I wanted to talk about the design before we start jumping into the code, which is what we're going to do next. So here we are back in Coda where uh, the, we have the WP-Content folder open. I've logged into the server and, 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 and this is the, the home directory of that server. In the WP-Content folder, there's a form called themes and I've worked ahead a little bit just so that my site wasn't in disarray a whole week and got a little farther ahead so that's what Chris Coyer theme is and then I've downloaded a fresh copy of that Starker's theme uh, that we downloaded from LEHA Stocks' site and labeled it for screencast and uploaded it here and I've activated that theme so that that's what's active here when we look at chriscoyer.net is that really basic theme so uh, that's this is the active theme right now and we'll double click it and open that and that's what uh, the files for a theme look like all this stuff a 404 page archive page archives page attachment page all these things have their functions in a WordPress theme so that's the first thing I want to kind of show and explain that you understand is that a WordPress theme is kind of like that screencast we did a while ago called working modularly with PHP it's not quite as simple as that in that things are just included but it kind of is it's, it's kind of similar like that so um, 
Let's go ahead and look at the index.php file. That might be a kind of natural place to start. You'd be like, well, I want to look at what my blog homepage is going to look like. So let's open the index.php file and take a look at that. Uh, it might look a little foreign and crazy and weird the first time you see it, but it's actually fairly simple what's going on right now. Uh, the index file, it gets the header, and we'll get into what that means in a minute. And then it says, if you have posts, do this loop, and there's that, that it ends that loop. Then get the sidebar and get the footer. So that's all the index page is doing for us here. Uh, pretty simple, actually. So what does it mean by git header? Basically, this is a PHP include for git the header.php file. So you'll notice while we are looking at that, there's no page type declaration, there's no links to CSS files, there's no JavaScript, a head section at all, really, you know, like what's going on here? How is it building that page? Well, that is says git header takes care of all that because it goes and grabs this header.php file, which does have uh, the doc type and the header section, and it begins the body tag, and it has the, the tags that we want, um, you know, takes care of the header section basically but you'll notice at the end here it doesn't end the body tag it doesn't uh, uh, end the HTML tag it doesn't take care of itself here so this is just a chunk of code that gets added at the top of the index file so if we look at the theme quick basically these two lines uh, come from the header.php file and then this is a post entry this coming soon which I had already written a blog entry inside of WordPress that's coming from that loop that we saw that if have posts and if have posts will be true because it has a post so uh, it throws that out there and then uh, let's go look at it again so it gets the header does the loop and then get sidebar and get footer our code for go get this sidebar.php file which uh, is a little easier to understand it, I don't know, it also looks a little complex but uh, that's where all this stuff is, comes from pages archives categories blog roll all that comes from the sidebar.php file then and then get footer and get footer gets the footer.php file you can see this is where it closes out the body closes out the HTML file uh, throws in its little quip at the bottom about WordPress and all that. So the index.php file makes use of, of lots of different files here. Get header, get sidebar, get footer, uh, you know, and these other files make use of other files yet too. So uh, you can see in the sidebar, it goes ahead and grabs the, the search form, which is what generates that little, uh, which generates this search field and search button and the header file uh, links to the style sheet right here which grabs this style.css file so all these files link to other files and it can be a little confusing at first but it's really it's not that bad so uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started styling we're gonna go ahead and style the the home page first and get that looking how we want it to look and then uh, you know, just by way of doing that, we'll be jumping around to different files and definitely the CSS file. So let's get started doing that. All right, so let's take a look at the CSS file that comes with this Starker's theme. Uh, it looks like it's a lot, but it's it's not. It's just a big commented, you know, introduction here, and then a big reset. And it says the reset is based on the, the Yahoo user interface library reset, which is ultimately based on the Eric Meyer reset. That's all well and good. Um, but I kind of have my own reset that I use. I really don't need any of this. You may choose to keep that reset. It's up to you. Um, I'm going to kind of just paste in my reset and some utility style. So this is what I like to do is just say, uh, who I am and what the site is for or you know where people can go for more information about me and then I have my reset values here and a couple of utility styles I set up which are just uh, reusable classes that I can use for uh, various things throughout the site just to make things easier for myself um, perhaps notably is this button class which is just anything that's a button 
on the site like a submit button or a, a navigation links or anything we can uh, just apply the class of button to and it will make a nice consistent button so that buttons throughout the site are consistent in that way which is nice and another thing I've done is set up remember I said that there's kind of a limited color palette for the site well I've go ahead and declared what the values are for those four colors right up in the uh, the header section of my CSS file that way I can grab them and easily reference them as well if I want to make a tweak I can use the kind of the, the find replace thing of Coda here to just grab this value paste it in here paste the new value up here and just hit replace all and kind of tweak all those colors that, that reference that color on the page so that's kind of a, a nice way to have a little color key for yourself um, so let's look at structure a little bit. We might have to jump back to Photoshop just so we can kind of think in our heads about what the structure of the site is going to be. I said, you know, the, the, the width of this thing is 960 pixels. So we're going to have to have a page wrap that wraps that 960 pixels. We can see the top is a solid bar and the nav, the nav is, a, is a horizontal solid bar that kind of touches the edge of this document, the footer as well. So we kind of want those bars to stretch as wide as the browser window will stretch itself you know we don't want them to just cut off at 960 pixels just a design decision that I've made so um, there's a couple of different ways we could go about doing this divs are by their nature hundred percent wide so if we just made a div on a page uh, and put some stuff in it and set the background color to this color it would be as wide as the browser window is but then in order to keep that 960 pixels inside of it we'd have to make a wrap inside that div uh, that's 960 pixels wide and then centered using the margin zero auto trick so we would have to do that up here uh, but then we couldn't use that same wrap because we'd have to close out that div to get a new color uh, and we'd have to have so we'd have a new div for this and then a page wrap inside of that and then use that for the footer as well uh, it just would be a lot of extra divs to do that kind of thing so uh, I'd like to just stick with one page wrap if we can and the other reason for sticking with just one page wrap to keep everything inside of is this footer notice how the uh, the, the content doesn't go down the, the footer doesn't start just right after the content does the footer is stuck to the bottom of the page so we're actually going to be using the sticky footer technique which is just a way to keep your footer stuck to the bottom of the page regardless of uh, if the content is too short uh, it'll stick to the bottom and if the content is long enough to push it down and cause scroll the footer will still just be on the bottom of the page so it's kind of a cool technique that we'll be using uh, and it's nice it's to use that technique it involves some negative margins and stuff and it's best if we just have one page wrap uh, so that's the other reason that we're gonna do what we're gonna do on the top what you're gonna see is basically we just cut a slice of the top of this thing and are gonna repeat it horizontally I guess we'll just start building it and you can see in a moment actually it's it's part of this already it's uh, the background is set to slash images slash body dash background top center and it's repeating horizontally with a background color of white so I need to make sure actually quickly that my that this images folder is probably empty because it's just a default thing but I have ooh. Oh, that's right. I've decided to keep the images for this out of the WordPress theme images folder in general and just put them at the root level of of the install here. So when it references, it starts with a starts with the slash in the beginning to just say back up to the beginning of, of the home directory of the site and look at the images folder there so that these images are independent of the theme itself. So that's kind of nice. So if I save this and go back to the page. I mean, this isn't going to look good because we have barely started designing at all. But what I wanted I to show you is that gray and red that I cut a little slice of and had it repeat horizontally. So it's as wide as the site's going to be. 
I just wanted to mention that because that's one of the things that we're going to do that's a little less bulletproof than we might like it to be in this just because uh, when it's a graphic like that, it's not able to expand to the content that's inside of it. But it's we're going to do a pretty good job of getting things placed right where they need to be. And most browsers these days have this zooming feature, uh, which is when you grow and it just kind of zooms into the page. And we I don't know. I'm really rambling about this, but it's just one of those things. This is how we're going to handle the top design of the site. But it's only one way to skin the cat here a little bit. Uh, let's jump back into Coda and make a new section just for page structure because that's kind of one of the important parts about CSS is how we're going to structure the page. This is how I like to structure, how I like to organize things in a CSS file. And I'm going to go grab some of the structure that I already have created because like I said, I've worked ahead a little bit to save ourselves time. Here's what's going on with the page drop. I told you it's going to be 960 pixels wide site. It's going to be use the margin zero auto to stay centered in the page. And then it's got this weird bottom margin of negative 250 pixels. Okay, uh, that's part of the sticky footer thing that we're going to use. Uh, also, this is too as a minimum height of 100% high. A little strange there, I realize, but. Uh, and then it uses the min height hack of auto important and then setting the height equals 100. That's for IE6 and some other browsers that don't respect minimum height. Then we have this special class just for the sticky footer called push. We might just end up having to get to this stuff later. That the height of the push is the same as the negative margin on the page wrap. It's going to perform this special function of of, of keeping the, the footer where we want it to be. So uh, let's not get too in-depth with that now. Let's just save it so you can see how this 960 pixels is going to keep everything centered. Okay, it would, but we haven't written the markup for this in any way whatsoever yet. So uh, that's what our page wrap is going to be, but there is no div on our page called page wrap yet, which is, you know, going to come in when we write it in. So let's begin our page wrap before even the header. Well, in the header, but before, you know, in the, the index file calls the header before the index file. Here's our opening body tag. Right after our body tag, everything on this entire page, with the exception of the footer way down we'll get to later, is going to be within this page wrap. So let's just open this up get our div in there of the ID page wrap tab things in to keep our code closed but we don't want to close it here we want to close this way down the footer because pretty much everything on this page is going to be within this page wrap so let's jump over our footer.php file and we'll close that div here tab our stuff in again to keep our code clean and that should be what it takes to get the entire page within that page wrap and so now you can see now as I as I get it I expand this out to over a thousand pixels wide which is what I'm shooting the screencast at that we start getting this left margin over here which comes from the that auto centering of the site so the structure has begun so what else are we gonna need for structure let's think about how this top looks again in Photoshop there's this top bar which we'll just call semantically top bar and then there's this uh, red bar which we'll just call menu bar so we're gonna need divs for those to set the background colors and do a little jogging around of positioning and stuff so let's jump back to Coda and kind of write those in in our header file we're in the header file again because the header file gets called on all of our page templates including index.php and later we'll look at some of the other templates that we're going to need for WordPress. There's 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 different styles of pages in WordPress. There's there's the index file, which is the home page of your blog, but if you click onto an article, then there's there's single. You're looking at just one article that has a layout all by itself. You can click over onto a page. 
pages have a layout all of themselves. The 404 page has a specific layout to itself. But in our layout, we're gonna it's gonna call this this header file every single time. So it's shared. It's like a module. This 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 header file is gonna get called on all of those layouts. So, and we want to have that header and that menu bar present on all of those layouts. So, that's what's going on here. So within our page wrap, that top bar, we're going to need a div for that, ID of top bar. And this that's where we're going to keep this logo and description. Close that div, and then we're going to have a menu bar, div ID of main nav. Now we'll just, we'll, we'll call it menu bar. Uh, so within this top bar, we have an H1 tag, header tag, and then an anchor link inside of it. And the anchor link uh, uh, is just a link to the home page of this blog. And that's the little, you don't even need to understand this PHP, but that's what's, what's going on there. And so in my layout, uh, uh, that would be this, so it would say Chris Core, but obviously this is using a, a font that isn't available on most systems. It's We can just think of it as a graphic. So I've gone ahead and cut that out, and we're going to use CSS image replacement to make that, that, that H1 tag, that home link, uh, just use a graphic instead of being web text. That's part of the beauty of CSS image replacement. So in order to do that, we're going to have to give the h1 tag a hook we'll give it an ID of logo and then in our Photoshop document you can see that we have our search bar right up on top to the right you know kind of an ex place people expect a search bar might be so we're gonna keep our our search bar right up as part of the header but how do we put that search form up there remember we were looking in the sidebar.php file and by default WordPress sticks that search form uh, in the sidebar so that's just, you know, it can be where it exists, not has, it doesn't have to be where it exists. So let's just cut that out of there and get rid of the list item that was around it and save that and go back into the header. And we're going to use that uh, right where we want to use it. Let's just stick it right there. And uh, based on the positioning, I can kind of tell this, this H1 tag is we're going to float that to the left because the description of the blog, we're going to kind of float next to it. And then the search form is way over on the right of the page. In order to get that lined up and stick into our grid nicely, we'll just float that whole form to the right. So with all this floating going on up in the top bar, let's clear the float, which is why we have that utility class of, of clear. So that we can clear floats where we need them to be. Then in our menu bar, let's just keep writing markup here. Why not? You know, get the markup done. Then we can have now that we'll have all those hooks, we can start styling with CSS. So, um, back to Photoshop again, just to look. I have the the menu separated into two chunks here: home, about contact, and portfolio resume. Um, different ends of the bar just to you know provide less choices make it less overwhelming uh, navigation wise but still just kind of organized nicely uh, we're gonna just use two unordered lists to do that so there's one thing I kinda wanna point out here in the sidebar you remember we'll even jump over to Firefox to look at this you see this thing in the sidebar that um, automatically creates so here's even the new one that we made about my hobbies this creates a list dynamically from all the pages on our whole site it just automatically created this based on all the different pages I have published on my site and we can look at the code that does that in the sidebar it's just this little one-liner called list pages it's right here it basically it makes a puts an h2 tag on the page that says pages and then an unordered list and each of the list items is one of the pages on the site that's nice it'll automatically create navigation we could even use that up in our navigation maybe but the fact that I've decided to separate the navigation to two chunks like that there's really no way we can use this function 
to to split into two just how we need to so it's cool you could have your navigation auto generate but we're actually going to get rid of that we're not going to use that and just we're just going to make our navigation static and point point to the the links we needed to link to uh just through writing code so so we'll do that you know how these menus usually look right they're unordered lists with list items inside of them with anchor links inside of those you close it and we're gonna have three links over there the home about contact thing and then we're gonna have two links on the other side a different unordered list with just two links over there and to, to, to apply the styling to them all we're gonna need to will give them IDs of the main nav and then we'll call it the ID extra nav so notice I didn't call it left nav and right nav that's just a little semantic choice to describe more of what those things are rather than where they are or you know bold menu or something like that you don't want to describe things like in in that kind of way when you're writing markup because it's, it's more of a of what this represents rather than what it looks like or where it is so uh, and then why don't I just copy and paste this from the other ones you can look I wanted to show you write it how simple it is to write but this has all the uh, the links already in it so remember our just like a contact page where we could c control that permalink inside of WordPress that's what we're linking to here uh, as I've made my contact page have a permalink of slash contact and so that's gonna link directly to that contact page and then we're gonna be using floating again to get these things where they need to go so let's clear the float after that so that's the markup nice and clean that's just for the header section of our site now so let's go ahead and style that up a little bit or all the way really starting with the logo that we created and we gave it an, that ID of logo let's make a new section just for the header area of our site I kinda like to space these out from each other so it's really easy to browse I'm gonna paste in this CSS that's just a long statement it's gonna wrap no matter what here um, so an h1 tag with an ID of logo it has a set width and height and we're gonna get because h1s are blocks by nature we can do that and then we're gonna give a background value of a logo that I already have cut out and we're gonna position it in the top left not repeat anything and then use text intent to, to bump the text off the page so we'll just see the image and not text laying over on top of it give it a little margin to kick it off from the uh, that's a right margin and bottom margin and push things where we need them to be and we're gonna float it to the left so that um, the description which let's go ahead and let's go ahead and put a little extra CSS in here so you can see what's going on a little bit that top bar we're gonna apply some top padding too to push things down a little bit and then the blog description which you can see right here is within a paragraph tag it's gonna go ahead and automatically grab the description of my blog that we've set in WordPress it's gonna have uh, a specific color to it and you'll see that color value I just grabbed from right up here and it's gonna have a specific width and it's also gonna be floated to the left to keep it uh, right next to the thing up on the top uh, and then that search form is the other thing in the header and that we're gonna give a little uh, uh, bottom margin to as well and float it to the right as I said we're designing on a grid here so anytime we can uh, float something all the way to the left or start it on the left or float something all the way to the right to keep within that nice 960 pixel grid we have set up we're gonna do that uh, so I'll hit save here and we'll kind of go look at our progress to see if it looks anything like how we want to reload the page all right nice start huh the h1 tag was replaced 
by the graphic that I had cut out. The description of the blog is getting pulled dynamically and placed right here, right next to it, and our search bar is over here. So that worked out pretty good. Uh, you'll notice, remember, in the uh, uh, utility styles, we set up a button class, and it's not using it here. It's using the default web browser button here. Uh, let's jump back into Coda. This is what designing for WordPress is all about, is little finding little things like this. Okay, let's open up our themes folder here that we're currently working on and open the search form, which is just a little tiny bit of code that controls that, that literally that search form. And the input, is, the thing that actually creates the, the text field is here, and then the button is here, and we can give it a class name, a button make sure that it adheres to our CSS styles for what we want buttons to look like. So now if I reload the page, that search button will turn into a button how I want to behave with the white background, the red rollover and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and any other buttons that we use on the page will use that same class, so they'll all be consistent. All right, now let's, let's style a little bit of this menu bar. I'm going to actually paste this in. I, I know it kind of might be nicer for me to write some of this by scratch so you can see me write it. But uh, this is just, there's just a lot, a lot to do here. So in order to save time, I'm going to be doing a little of this copying and pasting stuff. Here's the div menu bar, which has a little padding on the top, a little margin on the bottom. Like I said, we're just going to need to, that's why we have these divs, is to kind of bump and nudge and get things exactly where we want them to be. Then there's the main nav, which unordered lists are by default blocks. We can set widths on them if we want. We're going to float it to the left, a little margin. Um, and then the other nav, same width, but we're going to float it to the right and align the text to the right. Adhere help these little things to help adhere to our grid. And make the list items display inline, which prevents that step-down thing that can happen in Internet Explorer. And then we're going to make them uppercase, we're going to make them white, we're going to set a font size, we're going to get some padding on there, and we're going to use these proprietary browser commands. This one's for Firefox, this one's for uh, Safari. Uh, not specifically, uh, this basically Mozilla browsers, so that includes like Flock and stuff like that, and WebKit, which includes Conquer and stuff like that. Any of these, it's a, it, these are, you know, browser-specific um, ways to round a corner of a box on a web page. So even the search form we can go look at quick. You see it's got these rounded corners on it. It's only going to look like this in uh, Mozilla Brace browsers and WebKit based browsers, but it's a nice touch and it's a really super duper easy way to do rounded corners. And the only thing that's going to happen in, in IE or someone that doesn't support those two commands is that it's going to be a square box and it's going to look fine. So not a big deal. Just a nice touch for the, the better browsers and then a rollover style for those. So if we hit save and go look at our site again, our menus should be set up nicely. There we go. That's just exactly how we wanted them to look in our Photoshop document and they have nice rounded rollovers. So pretty good start on our on our design so far. All right, I know this is going on a little long here, folks, but I, I want to get a little bit further so that the page kind of is starting to take a little bit better shape than it is now. If we look at our Photoshop document, again, we have a, a three-column design. The header and the menu bar and the footer. We've already got the header and the menu bar done, but now the main content area is going to be this left sidebar, main content, and right sidebar. But we're not going to call it left and right like I was going to talk about. We're going to call this, we're going to use this as the default sidebar. Uh, that's that's built into WordPress already. We're going to call this one the social sidebar just because I've got some social stuff over here. So that's going to kind of be the structure for the site. Let me grab the rest of the the structural based CSS so you can look at that in Coda. I will paste that in here. Uh, the main column we have set to 540 pixels wide that's floated to the left which is actually going to be to the right because before we're going to do that, we're going to make this social sidebar that's floated to the left that's 
190 pixels wide. We're going to push the main content over a little bit with some margin right. And then the, the link sidebars, I guess we're going to call it, and that's going to be floated way over to the right. So in order to get that done, let's take a look at the, let's see, the index file right after we get our header. Now this is an interesting little tip about, about uh, uh, WordPress is that we don't necessarily have to stick to the files that it gives us in here. We can create new files if we want to ourselves. And I have a little bit. I've made this social sidebar.php file. I'll drag it right over here into four screencast. And we'll take a little a look at that file. There's nothing special in here. It actually doesn't use any PHP at all. It's just a chunk of code that I've called div ID social sidebar. And it's just uh, uh, dumped some stuff in here. I have these widgets, some calling them, are the little boxes in the sidebar. And it's just full of a bunch of stuff, images and unordered lists and stuff you might find in a sidebar. So in order to include that on a page, uh, it's a bit, looks a bit like the search bar thing. So in the header, we include template path, search form, whatever. We can use that same coding technique. So right after the header, I want to grab that social sidebar. That's how we can include that file. Include template path, social sidebar. Uh, so that's how that's going to go. Uh, looks like that should be about it. Uh, the, the main content is going to be this post area. Uh, remember we set up that main call. So div ID of main column is going to wrap all the posts. So that's all I want inside the, the main column for now. And then the sidebar, I believe we, we call it, what do we call it, the link sidebar? In our structure, we call it the link sidebar. So it has an idea of that. And we're definitely going to be getting rid of a lot of this stuff in here. But for now, let's reload our page and see if we didn't screw anything up. which obviously we did a little bit. Let's do a little troubleshooting here before we call it a day. Yeah, these divs in here are going to be the problem. We're going to have to add the styling for the for the widgets as I was calling them. I'm just calling them widgets, the the the, the little boxes in the sidebar in Photoshop. These boxes, widgets. Let's add the styling for that into our CSS. make a whole new section for them. They are 190 pixels wide, just as wide as the sidebars are. They have the background color of this light tan, and then they have border right and border bottom, and they're also rounded using the same kind of browser proprietary thing. Then there's a, uh, divs inside of them that I apply padding to, because I don't like to apply padding to anything that I apply a width to because of the box metal problems in IE6, so I just use a, another wrapping div. And then just some typography kind of stuff in, in how I'm handling the unordered lists. So if I save that, I wonder if that widget styling will take hold. And yeah, the widgets were defaulting too wide and pushing things around. But So that's what a, a widget box is going to look like. Let's, you know, using our default rollover styles here. Um, we're going to add some code to make this Twitter thing work later and do some more interesting stuff over here. But this is the page structure so far, and the main content area is blog posts for now. And then let's just get to our footer real quick, just so I can round off, because I kind of started talking about that sticky footer thing, and then we never circled back around on that. So I'd like to not leave you hanging on that. And I'll paste in the styling for our, our footer section here. It, it, here's that 250 pixels again, which is um, the same value as our push, which is the same as our negative. You can Google sticky footer and find this, actually. It's by this Ryan Fiat, I think is his name, kind of invented this. It's really smart. But uh, negative margin on the page wrap. And he pushes it down to kind of fill out that area. And then, and then the footer has a height of this as well. And kind of the magic here is that it sticks that footer, which we're actually going to need to 
it's outside of the page wrap, for one thing. So in our footer, we're going to put this stuff. We're going to close the page wrap here. Then make a div of ID a footer with this with all this default stuff in it. But before we close this page wrap, we're going to need to clear the float. Because this, all the sidebars and main content area are floated, so that would be a problem if we didn't clear the float there. And then use this push, which is what's going to keep that footer at the bottom of the page. Okay. Assuming I didn't screw anything up again. Now we'll, we'll, we're going to use an inside value on the footer too. Let's just put it in now. Footer inside. This is again because the footer goes full width and we want that color to extend as wide as the browser window, but the content inside we want to be centered at 960 pixels. Let's save it and reload. And there's our footer, nicely stuck to the bottom of the page, nice and big. Um, if there was, a, a, if we were looking at on a b bigger monitor where the footer, you know, the content would end here and there would be a bunch of white space before the footer, what we have going on with that footer is that the footer would stick to the bottom of the page. Just our screen resolution is too small, too small for you to see it right now. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap up today. I know that was a long one, but it just got started, kind of muscling WordPress into shape. We're going to continue tweaking this design uh, next time and really get this thing into shape. So uh, uh, there you have it. Remember, you can always visit me at css-tricks.com throughout the week for more css-related topics about web design and reviews of different stuff around the web and there's there's forums here where you can uh, talk amongst yourselves and where i participate as well just helping people troubleshoot and giving feedbacks on design and stuff so you can always check that out at css-tricks.com and our sponsor as always is psd to html which takes your photoshop designs like our photoshop design i could send this baby over to them and they'll convert it into wordpress for me uh, they charge to do it, but they're uh, obviously, but they're they're the number one in the business. They do a great job, and they do it quickly in eight hours. So you know, you send it to them. They'll ask you a few questions if they have any questions about uh, behavior and stuff like that on your site. You talk to them in a secure client area and go back and forth a little bit, and then they send you all the files for that design. So uh, they do a great job. And uh, uh, if you'd like to check them out, you can visit them on the web at psd2html.com. Until next time, see you later. Bye, folks.